this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, on this episode of Box Office Breakdown, it's 2017 and we're back. We're breaking down the latest and greatest in the box office. Join us, won't you? Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Oh, look at that. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Box Office Breakdown. Oh my gosh, what a long winter break we had. Did you miss us? We missed you. We did. We missed you. Very, very much so. Look at that. Uh, Of course, you know, folks, Box Office Breakdown. This is the show that looks back at the box office that was, and then we like to... Prognosticate. That's right, about the box office yeah. on the weekend ahead. Yes. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Brand. You can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. And hey, guys, my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. And uh, of course, our pals, Quinn Skillian and Richie Skye, are not here today. You know, they're a the little holiday hangover for the day. I was just going to say, I'm like, New Year's was just the other day, you That's know? That's right. You uh, know, sometimes it's tough to crawl out of bed at 10 o'clock at night, Pacific time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as always, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hop in the chat. We've missed hearing from you for a few weeks. So, yes, get in the chat. Chime about what you chime about anything you think about movies, just this weekend's box mm-hmm. office in general, anything that happened over the holiday while we were gone. Let us know what your thoughts are. And, of course, we always have our box office bet. So, yes. I know, right? For later. I was like, our chat's not up there yet. No, we'll yes, start yes. Start seeing if you guys are it's, clamoring. Uh, yeah. It won't be much of did a you... bet since there's only one film coming out. Uh, that will be, okay. Yeah, so. We'll did, be... did you watch a lot over the holiday break? Uh, of course. I mean, I guess if we're, uh, well, we, I guess we can just jump right into it. The yeah. number one box office. Do it. Uh, yes, we're talking about films that we saw. Uh, number one in box office, again, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Man, that uh, boycott on it did so well. <laughs> That's right. Did you guys talk about that? No. Oh, yeah, there was like a dump Star Wars boycott thing. Really? Okay, guys, this was really, <clears throat> it was pretty dumb. It was on Twitter, and I had to look it up because I'm like, what? And it was just like certain people saying stuff. Because apparently some people didn't realize that the Empire is like Nazi people, and they were offended about that. Okay. That was one thing. And I'm like, wait, what? Even I got that. Like, the old ones is okay, but fine, whatever. So then they felt the new one had too much of a political message. And then people didn't like that the Star Wars writers for the new one did their uh, Rebel Alliance symbol with the safety pin. So then those people out there were like, well, we're just going to boycott Star Wars. <laughs> and you're like, well, wow. that boycott's doing fantastic. Uh, so. Wow, I uh, so much of a boycott that I had not even knew there was one until you mentioned it. So <laughs> I, I only knew because I was looking on Twitter, and I do a lot on Twitter, and I was looking at the like what are the top hashtags and stuff. So oh. I was looking at the chat. Oh, uh, yes, hello room, and then um, 
Well, the last so, guys totally a random comment, but still, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the horror, I worked on a horror movie in October, and that one I still don't know any updates yet. But there's a trailer online. It's just called Followed. If you look up online, Followed, and probably just do like the movie, you'll find it. But yeah, uh, yeah, guys, you probably wouldn't have really heard much about the boycott unless you were like all over Twitter. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel it made many articles or much because it was really that like lame that people are just like, are you serious? That- like. Wow, I just, man. There's a deep hole. It's like my, when I read comments on YouTube, which, guys, I do love your comments, though, too. But in general, <laughs> I've read way too many comments on YouTube and IMDb. So there's, like, that rabbit hole of Twitter, like, hashtag and following. Like, what what are people saying? And then you find it, and then you're like, I've just spent, like, an hour <laughs> reading stupid comments. <laughs> but I feel more enlightened. I do that on YouTube all the time. Right. Like, especially with, like, conspiracy theory videos. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what about this? Oh, what about this? <laughs> yeah. And I've been up for four hours watching YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. I have to be working 20 minutes. <clears throat> Someone in the chat <laughs> said there was one that was hashtag ditch Star Wars. The one I saw was dump, as in Trump, dump Star Wars. Oh, boy. Which right, right now the Rockettes have all boycotted um, performing at the inauguration. But we do have the by Morgan the Tabernacle Choir, though. Oh, yeah, okay. so get ready for that. Another rocket. They won't get fired. It's completely voluntary, and none of them have volunteered. Oh, just yeah. saying. Oh, it was like, nice. I saw something that was like, as of New Year's Day. Uh, but yeah, Rogue One, I, I saw it. Did you see it? I did see it. I think anybody I that has any sort of interest. And, and I know James <laughs> was right there. I mean, he, he camped out for his days. Uh, James, uh, our engineer, he camped out for days. Dressed up, cosplayed <laughs> for I the was premiere. dressed as... Uh, one of the people from Star Trek, so that might have been uh, why I was yeah, how, really how that, Did that go well? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Borg or something? something a Borg. Like perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I liked it. Um, oh, wow. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. Glowing praise. Well, I was like, hold on, guys. There's a little bit of explanation. I went into it not with expectations like this is going to be amazing, but I just thought I'm not going to spoil anything. I thought there was going to be slightly different outcomes on certain scenarios. Which, if you know anything about the franchise, doesn't really make sense. But I didn't think of it that way. So then I was like, oh. Like, at the very end, you're sitting there going, okay. Uh, so I did enjoy it. Uh, there's definitely so much in it that was a pleasure to watch and exciting. And I'm glad. I, I feel it fits really well in the franchise, and I recommend it to people. And it's funny. I've met some people. at. I had a family member at Christmas like, oh, I, I don't really know Star Wars and stuff. And... Uh, I'm not sure if I see it. I'm like, actually, you don't have to ever watch Star Wars. And you could watch true. this movie. I'm like, you understand what Jedis and the Force are kind of idea, right? Okay, <laughs> then you're fine. You're fine. You could go watch it. Now, did you appreciate finally seeing the the story behind the, the couple sentences that were mentioned in Star Wars A New Hope, Episode 4? Like, finally hear about, like, you know, the... The, the, the lengths that they had to go to and the sacrifices that were made to get yes. the plans for the Battlestar. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, yeah, no, the backstory, because it makes sense of, like, all these people sacrificed, died, and uh, went through so much to get these plans to uh, the alliance, to the rebels and everything like that, and then this is how it happened. So that was cool. The only thing I didn't like is I figured that um, 
I rather would have had less at the beginning where it was just assembling the band kind of set, scenes. Oh, And okay. had them started already, like in media rest. They're already all together. Uh, because that way at the end when everybody is, you know, they're, they're reaching their unfortunate ends, I didn't feel I had an emotional connection, with, especially with mm. the, the team. Like when one of okay. them refers to uh, Janet's uh, yeah. little sister, I'm like, you've known her for a day. <laughs> it made it tough for me to believe the most. It's intense attachment. situations. They bond. It's like summer camp syndrome. Come on. I don't know. I, I just like, fair man, enough. Yeah, let me have them all just paying being. Could have been a little shorter. Yeah, so I could so okay. I could buy that when everybody does. I like sacrifice their backstory himself. moments, but maybe you could. They could have been shorter, I suppose, if you want to go that way. All right. I okay, guess fine. the big uh, the big one in the room, though. I think a lot of people are talking about like the, the digital recreations. So we're talking about uh, oh Grandma yeah, um, it Peter was Cushing. Did the you enjoy the Peter Cushing? Did you enjoy seeing him? It was weird at first because then I was like, dude, his face looks weird. And I'm like, oh, wait, that guy's not alive. That's why. And then because uh, I was thinking about, like, here's my silly logic, guys, when I'm watching the movie. Like, oh, yeah, because he was, like, old when the first one came out. So, like, there's no way he'd be alive today. <laughs> um, I, I felt it was a little distracting. It looked too much like a really advanced video game where it just was – I could tell it's wrong. Like, it right. feels off. Um, and then – Carrie Fisher's last moment thing, um, the little cameo that's there, that was fine because it was short. You know, you're not, it's not a talking a lot kind of a moment. But the, blanking, I'm, I'm like the Empire guy talking a whole lot. I'm like, mm, did you like it? Did it bother uh, you? It didn't, it didn't bother me, but I felt like it's one of those where you just, since I knew he was not alive, I just kept on looking just. Like, trying to pick out all, like, oh, yep, that's not real. That's, you know, just not, uh, mm. yeah. And I just, like, it was mostly the eyes. The eyes just didn't quite. Doesn't look right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it said, I mean, I think it's interesting to, to talk about in terms of, uh, you're talking about, like, especially, I would say, like, genre franchises and stuff. Where they've gone over, like, say, Star Trek or, like, Doctor Who or uh, Star Wars over such a long length of time. That if you want to do stories where you can go back into the past or bring characters like Doctor Who where you can travel within his own many lifetimes. Yes. You want to see previous reiterations, but you want to see the original actors in those roles, which you know, yeah. sometimes you can't because they passed away. Uh, or we- it's interesting when they de-age someone. I just rewatched Westworld over New Year's. I did that. That was my, guys, we're going to marathon Westworld. Uh, it was good, and the people I showed it to really liked it. Uh, but there's young Anthony Hopkins, and it looks super weird. Super weird. Because even his body's much more slender, and, like, everything about him is completely fake. Um, but it's really quick. Like, it's somebody, it's like he's walking down a hallway past a character, and then there's just tiny bits, so you're not as bothered. And then you know, you're like, well, Anthony Hopkins is not that age, so we're not going to. So I forgive that one. I'm like, meh, it's okay. <laughs> Are you but wor- that's an example where it's like, you had to do it. Otherwise, yeah. he's alive, but you can't make him look twenty or whatever. Now, if you certainly you get all the approval from everybody's estates and whatnot yes. to, to use their likeness in a film that they were previously in, are you cool with just using digital recreations of actors playing these iconic characters because you feel they're necessary for the story that you want to tell? If the character is necessary, yes. What do you think? I, you know, I mean, uh, the way you ask that seems like mm, no, no, no. I mean, I, I am okay. a fan of, just because, as I mean, as if well, you're putting now your nerd head licensing on, licensing too. Yeah, if you're putting your nerd head yeah. on, you want to be able to just yeah. enjoy the stories and not think about like the real world applications, you know, challenges that make these things possible. Yeah, it's hard uh, when you're watching a movie. I was watching something else and um, thinking outside of the movie, like your outside knowledge of it, like either you know somebody's 
alive or dead or um, their real relationships with people or um, like one of a one fun example I had a Bollywood film class and we're watching a scene and this girl in real life you know she's married to one guy and the other guy is her father-in-law it's the father of the guy and it's weird because she's trying to seduce both of them in the scene and so you're watching this going dude she's seducing like her dad in a way yeah but within the scene, it's just two men. Mm-hmm. But you know, so it's it's. I think that's a fun and weird thing with film is going into it and trying to maybe forget what you know in the real world about it. But then it still kind of creeps back in there that you're like, well, there's this thing. Yeah, very true. I mean, I, you know, and certainly I mean, the argument could be made where even if you have somebody as a stand-in and you're yeah. digitally re, re, uh, replacing his face with Peter Cushing's or mm-hmm. whichever character is being created you're not really getting a Peter Cushing performance because this person is making assumptions of what Peter Cushing can do. He's not actually Peter Cushing. Now, what about, um, I actually just, another random one I watched, I watched Behind the Candelabra, and um, he did, uh, I'm totally blank. Michael Douglas. Thank you. I'm like, the name. He did an amazing job. They show a clip of uh, Liberace's performance, and I think Michael Douglas is, like, spot on. I mean, I, I didn't, I haven't seen many Liberace performances, but watching that interview, like, and how he performs, yes. So what do you think of those, though? Because then that's a biopic where it's somebody completely different portraying somebody else. Yeah, because I think you, you're willing to buy into that when you clearly know it's another actor portraying somebody else. Okay. Then you feel like, well, these are just choices that they're making based on their interpretation of, of that person that they're recreating. Well, then you would hope maybe then if anybody's recreating another actor or performance that they would have watched and studied it and tried to make it the best educated guess of yeah. what they would do. So, like, say they had recast it. Yeah. Do you, uh, and it just you know, they used, like, makeup kind of like they did in the, the prequels where they kind of used makeup to make him look very close to mm-hmm. Peter Cushing, but, of course, not, uh, and then have him play that role. Would you have been fine knowing, like, oh, well, that's not really Peter Cushing, but it's somebody that looks kind of similar and he's playing this I role. think it would be interesting if they ha- found someone who looks really close to him. Because, I mean, there are people out there that you could have done a casting to be, like, it's a lookalike. Yeah. Uh, I think, I, I don't know if it would have been, for me, I'm not so much of a nerd for Star Wars that I would have been bothered if it was just an elderly gentleman who looks like him mm-hmm. versus that digital face looks wrong. Gotcha. So I'd be curious if they had found someone who looks just a lot like him and maybe just change him a little bit. Like, maybe small modifications might not have been so bad, but, like, the full face was very, that's not real. Not real. Yeah, because even, like, with Doctor <laughs> Who, like, going back into his past uh, past lives, and yeah. kinda, like, I, I would be, at this point, comfortable with them recasting, like, William Hartnell, some of the earlier Doctors, Patrick oh, Trotton, mm-hmm. that, you know, just recast him with other actors and let them play that, just because yeah. I would love to see that version of the Doctor interact with modern-day versions. Sure. You know, so I'm willing to go, like, it's not the original actor. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd rather, you know, just... I'd rather just have that character yeah. in itself exist. Yeah. So, nice, great uh, side talk that we hear. Yes. <laughs> Hot talk, but regardless. I know, st- random talk. Random t- well, you know what? That's what movies are. Like you, you think about one thing, and it leads you into another discussion. We love movies, and that's, that's why right. we're talking about this there stuff. There you go. Uh, now, uh, ooh, here we go. A lot of the people in the chat room agreeing with you, Carrie. Look at yeah. that. Just recast the damn thing. Yeah. Thank you, Alvin. Yeah. Yes. I mean, special effects have gotten much better. Like, I remember watching, I think it was like when Beowulf came out, and those faces are just so... Not right. Like, it wasn't bad, and I didn't hate the movie, but the faces are just that much off that you're like, ah, like you're just yeah. bothered by it. Or even Polar Express, too, if you yeah. look at that. It's stylized enough, but it is creepy. Oof. It just looks... <laughs> I'd rather be, like, more... Just go more computer or more, like, cartoonish, 
because then it doesn't bother you. I, I get to admit, I, I am a huge fan of that de-aging, though. There's something about, like, seeing Michael Douglas uh, in his Wall Street years in Ant-Man. Oh, mm-hmm. Or, uh, oh, no, that Jr. weirded me out. That was Did weird. You? I thought that was so cool. Mm, no, because I'm like, that looks weird. But then that's also <laughs> real world going. That's not how old he is. Yeah. But uh, makeup, uh, another one, because I just watched it, guys. I li- just the other day. Uh, Behind the Candelabra. Matt Damon's skin looks amazing when you first introduce him. That I'm like, dude, I didn't think it, he... Because he looks so young. But I'm pretty sure that's like pretty much all makeup that makes him... It's like perfect. That mm-hmm. like youthful, attractive. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, pretty sure he has a little more wrinkles than that. But it looks good and it's good makeup. I <laughs> uh, hear in the chat yeah. we've got Albin saying you're never going to get the performance that the person would have given if they were alive. Yeah, That's, and then recastings yeah. happen all the time. Actually, guys, random recasting thing. I just had this discussion uh, the other day was what about with uh, recasting within a franchise, a main character? Are you okay with it or not? Because we were talking about the Maze Runner. Because last I heard, the second one, the main actor got injured during filming such that they've paused or permanently not doing number three. Now, the question is, should you just recast him because he did one and two? I, I personally am like, no, he's the guy. You can't recast it. But there are some franchises where they do. But it's kind of weird, I think, with the main character. It always feels weird like when it does do a recast, especially at a third one. It also yeah. makes it seem like less than than the other ones. Yeah, because it's like, so why didn't you get him and yeah. stuff? So and I'm like, mm. So you, if you guys didn't care enough to really work hard to get everybody, then yeah. why should we care enough to really watch this? Because then you almost have to reiterate, like, no, no, it's the same person. No, really, yeah. it's supposed to be the same person. Because I think then you're sitting there going, is that the same guy? No, it's not the same guy. Well, okay, it's the same character. But, like, uh, like Imagineer and Dr. Parnassus is the only one, like, it's completely different casting, but it makes sense every single time it, the actor switches. Yeah, or so. it's, because, uh, I mean, I, I don't know, like, certainly with the main character, because I think, like, say, uh, when it went, uh, when uh, Roddy, Roddy changed in the Iron Man films from, mm-hmm. uh, to Don Cheadle in the second one, and they That's had a little weird. meta moment in the courtroom yeah. where it's like, this is me now, deal with it, and like, okay, it's a little meta oh, moment, yeah. got it, yeah, <laughs> gotcha, thanks, thanks yeah. for <laughs> I think The Crow is a great example of that, because if Brandon Lee didn't die, I wonder if that would have mm. been a great series, but because he died, no one was, like, Though this guy can't play the crow, no matter who it was, right? Yeah. Or uh, in Spartacus, they just have a new main character. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because um, he uh, when he, he passed died. away. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Guyver had uh, they had at least two movies, and that one they recast the main character. Oh, really? Yeah, right. and that, it was like an alien movie thing. Uh, and it, was it distracting, or just like no, no, it's, it's fine. Yeah, you were like that one, but it's they're really cheesy, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was weird because you're like, oh, yeah, you had to keep reminding yourself it's supposed to be the same character. So, man, it was a little distracting. Uh, yeah, it's on Maze Runner. Somebody said, uh, thanks. Maze Runner's on hold. Uh, scheduled. Well, yeah, hopefully he gets better. It was like a weird accident, too. Like he got hit by a crane or fell off of something. And you're like. Speaking of this yes. being able to take yourself out of, like, the real world compared to the movies, mm. do you wish that they maybe, like, poked fun or at least acknowledged what people like you were thinking like in that scene where the girl is like trying to seduce her father-in-law and her guy mm-hmm. if she was like you're my dad like would you be happy uh, if they had something like that instead of just pretending like the audience no 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 pretend like it never happened pay no attention to the man behind the curtain <laughs> both I mean I like it in uh, like I hate in zombie movies where they go you the watcher has never watched a zombie movie ever so we're not going to even say the word zombie. 
And you're like, no, we watched them. We've seen tons of movies. They've been around a long time. Please don't ignore the fact that I've seen those movies or shows. Uh, or there are some movies where I appreciate where I don't even know what it was, but I was watching something and character is about to do something. And like, this is, I, the viewer, go, this is really stupid. And then the character goes, this is really stupid. I'm like, thank you. So that was, I mean, maybe it's not so meta to say what real world stuff, but it was a show. I think it was a show, but they totally pulled out all the things like you were thinking the character did too. Like the writers acknowledged you, the viewer, like, yeah, we know. Or yes, this is this thing. And that I liked because I was like, oh, thank you. I'm glad you're acknowledging that thing that I'm thinking of. <laughs> I know that's so vague, guys, and that's such great vocabulary thing. But uh, In the chat, Drew Skull brought up the Batman franchise. So, oh, Batman. That's true. That's different. Well. Yeah. True. And I, I didn't get so hung up with that, that like, thing, oh, that's not Bruce Wayne. No, that's not Bruce Wayne. It's interesting seeing what different interpretations uh, True. that the actors did yeah. for those. I still think probably, if I look, looking back, I think I probably enjoyed Michael Superman, the best. Superman, that too. <laughs> the yeah. Flash, the show to the movie. I was a little, I don't watch The Flash. Uh, not not by choice. I just haven't got around to it kind of thing. Uh, and I was weirded out seeing that he's not going to be in the Justice League movie that's a different actor. And I'm like, yeah. but there's the guy from the show. Why didn't you use him? Like. Because that's a DC movie universe, man. We're in a big DC uh, entertainment. But you got an actor who's already doing it. It's a big multiverse. I know. know. It it is frustrating. Mm -hmm. I I feel like, but DC TV should be better about using that as a pipeline to get fans excited about the movies, even if they're not using the same actors. Oh, some uh, good question in the chat. Thanks. Uh, Wait, is the fourth wall meta? Um, I love when characters talk to the viewer. I think that's fun. Getting a little Ferris Bueller? Yes. I don't know. It's just really fun, and uh, I, I enjoy it, especially if they are relaying what you're thinking or giving you insight. Like House of Cards did it really well. Like that was really subtle and not often. Okay, not when he does it is subtle, but they don't have it as often. If you like go back and watch it, you're like, oh, it's actually not that many times. But when it happens, it's just very impactful. Oh, interesting. I yet to watch that. One oh, of, I watch House of Cards? There's, you know, as always, there's so Spoilers, much to watch. Spoilers, he has so the sides to camera, and they're amazing. <laughs> My favorite one is, like, with children. He's like, I hate children. I'm like, yes. <laughs> it's very, because it's a funny moment of him, like, ha, ah, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I hate children. I'm like, oh, okay. It's funny. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we're getting back to our top five here. Uh, coming in at number two, uh, Illumination Entertainments and Universal's production of Sing came in number two. $42.8 million. I have to admit, I have zero interest in seeing this film, only because I feel like it's like five years too late. Yeah, it would have been better when, like, The Voice and, um, oh my gosh. American Idol. Thank you. When those were, like, I feel those were super huge, like, three, five years ago. Yeah, I just don't. You I have just... to take in consideration that they've probably been animating this for this the last five years. This is true, I years, know, and they're like, And oh. now it's ready to yes, go. And yes, And then you're like, man, all and right. And they're like, man, we missed the boat on that. Yes. Like, think about how long Shrek, like Chris Farley was supposed to play Shrek. That's how long they'd been animating and trying to make wow. that movie. Um, and then he died. So they recast uh, Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. And, and, and yeah. the box office history was made. <laughs> I think for Sing, I was really not that interested when I first saw the first trailer, but like a couple animated movies, seeing the second trailer, I'm like, maybe, but that might be a rent it at the library for free movie later. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm but probably Alvin, not going to pay for that one. <laughs> Alvin in the chat did say yeah. Sing was good like Storks, and I did like Storks. You're right, Alvin. So, but I still, uh, I just don't know. Like this, just this subject matter does not grab me at all. I'm like, ugh. I feel like I not know really. the story. It's all these people that are yeah. just... Using this as an opportunity to change their lives, mm-hmm. and their lives will change at the end of it. Yeah. And you're like, okay, great, thanks. 
the, yeah. the power no of rush. song. It is not high on my list. No, no. Uh, I'll see you when uh, when you can come right into my home on the free paid TV. I've been no. I've been renting a lot. Well, I mean, it's not really renting because you're not paying. No, I've I've watched a lot of movies. I've been catching up on from the library and Netflix. So. That's not top of my list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have a long list, but and I've watched a lot, but I'm like, no, you're not there. Well, let's find out if number three is yeah, on your list. Uh, is Passengers. Uh, good no. old uh, Chris Pratt. No. <laughs> uh, come on now. Uh, from Sony, $16.1 million. You know, I really like sci-fi, and at first I kind of was interested, and then I'm like, mm. And then it was weird. Not that buzz normally affects how much I want to see a movie, but it was weird hearing random edges of conversations about it that were talking negatively and it was not enough that I go this is what people said that they didn't like but there were people like getting antsy about it I don't know yeah I, I've never I haven't heard anybody sing like really it's praises I've yeah. only heard people really detract about it like Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt you know they just you know they do their kind of usual kind of thing but yeah. their the chemistry I guess doesn't work well together is what I've heard yeah and and the setup seems kind of creepy when you talk when you're talking yes. about that and it was one of those, like, either it's kind of been done before or the payoff, I don't feel it's going to be as good as the buildup from what the trailer tells you. Like, so what is the reason they woke up? Either you're going to be like, that's amazing, or you're probably going to be like, well, that's, that's it. Maybe later. Maybe yeah. another later one. I got to admit, I have to admit, the trailer seemed intriguing to me, and yet the more I read about the film and heard people's feedback about it, the less interested I got in seeing it, which is, which is a shame. Uh, I don't see whose name it was now, but the chat room uh, said passengers was meh. Ooh, top 10 of 2016. Oh, that'd be really interesting and hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would have to, like, I, 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 I have a written planner. I, yes. I mean, I like to write it down. I write down what movies I'd watch. I'd almost have to make a list of everything I watched and then, like, go through and be like... Uh, and check if it actually came out that year. That's the other problem of like you know, I maybe watched a lot, but I don't know if it came out this year. Oh, actually, thing. you know what we should do uh, next week? We'll just maybe back. by next week. Yeah, next week we'll write our top ten, so we'll, yeah. and we'll share them with you guys, and okay. you guys can laugh at us. And yeah, thanks, guys. I need a little more time to prep. I'm like, ooh, I don't even remember. Anymore, we, we didn't even think of it. We only yeah, had that's two a weeks great off. idea, guys. Why didn't you like tweet <laughs> us that? So tweet us, guys. Hashtag box office breakdown or hashtag or you know tweet at us and. Guys got good ideas. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> that's such I, I, a like good like New Year's like. Yeah, that's right. the best movies to <laughs> We just we just yeah we just chilled out for two weeks. Didn't think anything. I watched movies oh, and shows. What a what a yeah. but dopes we are. Uh, yeah. Coming in at number four, uh, Moana still kicking butt at the box office. Yeah. Another ten point nine million dollars. Good family movie. Yeah. So no, I enjoyed and, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, excited to see it doing well. Uh, I'm wondering uh, over under. Four years before the next sequel. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I imagine it's doing so yeah. well. There's got to be a sequel coming. Uh, I'll have to put it on Twitter. I need to find it. But I saw a super cute Moana cosplay where it's like a little girl and then like uh, adult Maui. And it's just like <gasps> like a toddler. And it's so spot on. It's like, <laughs> so cute. But anyway. Uh, and oh, ahead. too shy to tweet. Guys, no, you should tweet at us. Come on. Uh, okay. Uh... Yeah, that was a star. Okay, that was a. Can we go back to Star Wars? Because that was oh, yeah. something that was okay. So thing- Nichols Random has a uh, subject right here in the chat. Uh, it was. Would you like if Jin had uh, become a stormtrooper and worked for the Sith? Yeah, that was something I, I did look that up. That uh, if they analyze some of the trailers side by side, and there are shots that are very specifically in the trailer, they're not in the movie. Which we guys we've talked about that. That happens a lot. But they're like super different. 
Uh, there's times where she's dressed in Stormtrooper outfit. There's, like, the all-blacks outfit. There's shots that are on the beach. They're not on it. I don't know. If I find the article, I'll try to retweet it. But it, like, went here. Look, mm-hmm. these shots are so different. Uh, I like how it went. I think it's interesting they had an alternate version, but ultimately they went with this. Uh, it'd be cool, though, is if they keep them, uh, put it on, like, the DVD later of here's the alternate takes. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be cool to see later. Yeah, the reason that I read, and I'm sure you saw that too, is that they feel like they need, needed to kind of soften her character a bit. She was a little bit cold uh, mm. in the original cut. That could be a, yeah, a good reason, because you've got to care for the main character. Yeah. So. I still, all right, yeah, we're talking about spoilers, but it's been out for, gosh, you know, like three, bit, three weeks. Yes. Yeah. But certainly uh, at the end, when uh, the, the, the few characters are still around, mm-hmm. and there's there's still time to get yes. out. And they, you know, instead they decided to just, like, relax, take their time. Oh. I'm like, come on, guys. You know, I'd be looking for anything to hightail it out of there. I found that irritating. That, that is my Romeo and Juliet complex of, like, why didn't they just leave? Yes. Like. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, no. I'm, I, in high school, I made a animated alt take on Romeo and Juliet using Barbies, and I had an alternate version where they left and survived. <laughs> And so I was like, no, this is stupid. Why are you guys just sitting there? You should leave. No, yeah. I'm totally with you. Yeah, just go. Just get yeah, out of here. just leave. It's fine. Uh, coming but in finally yes. running our top five, why him? James <gasps> Franco, Brian Cranston. Uh, $10.6 million. Did you guys see that? I did not see Based it. Based on the trailer alone, I'm like, nope. Nope. <laughs> I feel like going to the, the super mm-hmm. easy joke of when you tattoo a bunch of people, mm-hmm. random people's faces onto your own body. I'm like, okay, got it. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, lo- I like the actors, but man, that concept was just like, oh, mm. Yeah. No, I just, I just was like, nope. Uh, yeah. my, my hashtag, my, like, the description would be, why? Because <laughs> I feel why? like just by watching the trailer, you know, you can really guess what you, how, how the movie's yeah. going to go and what the ending's going to be. Yeah, I don't care. Where it's just like they're going to they're going to get along. They're going to find like, oh wow, gosh, we really do have a lot in common after all. Exactly. They're going to have some, uh, you know, enemy of my enemy is my friend. They'll yes. have some external force, and they're like, oh hey, we're going to be buds. That's right. Hey, I have really bad tattoos, also. <laughs> <laughs> bad faces, though. I would love it if you put my face on your chest. Are we talking about chest. me personally? Yes. Jake, yeah. Do you I have, have faces? I have one tattoo, and it's not oh. faces at all. Okay. But it is not a great tattoo. I have two sets. I say sets because one's three, but no, they're not bad. And But faces, mm, that is so risky to get done because yes. that artist has to be super good. There you go. I have a, I have a tattoo of your face on, on my body, James, just so you know. <laughs> I love it. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, so that's the, the domestic box office. Real quick, mm-hmm. we'll touch on international numbers. Yes. Now, certainly, uh, Rogue One blowing up not just domestically but internationally as mm-hmm. well. So far, it's got to seven hundred and seven hundred seventy-four point nine million dollars at the global turnstiles. Uh, so, and it's made another forty-five point eight million dollars during the three-day holiday. Uh, and it's only a 13% drop in the like four markets from the last frame. Comparatively, hmm. last year's Star Wars The Force Awakens saw a roughly 28% drop in its third week, which did not include the distractions of New Year's Eve. Hmm. The overseas total on Rogue One is $350 million through Sunday. So, look at that. Not too shabby. Uh, comparatively, uh, before uh, Force Awakens and Rogue One, which one did you enjoy more? Because I'm the optimist, Force Awakens. Interesting. Okay. 
not that Rogue One isn't optimistic, but because of outcomes of characters, I like Force Awakens more. I, I felt like I think I liked Rogue One more than I did Force Awakens because I feel like I'm, I was bringing in too much, too many expectations. Oh with Force yeah, Awakens. no, I didn't have any for either. I just was like, I was, uh, that's true. But Force Awakens, I was a little bit downplayed because I rewatched all the old Star Wars movies. Yes, guys, I did do one, two, and three. And uh, and I watched the Clone Wars animated movie, but I did the. There's like a version to watch them in order. So if you don't, if you're showing it to your kids, um, to not reveal that Darth Vader is Luke's father, so they get the same satisfaction. Like yeah, oh. you do like four, five, one, two, three, six. Kind of go back into I was the like, back That's story. really cool. <clears throat> Which I did. That it was a good way to watch it. Uh, oh, oh really? Nice. I, I liked watching nice. in that order, and then through Clone Wars in there where that falls. Um, but. <clears throat> I, do, I think I just was on the hype of the old Star Wars movies. So then yeah. when I went to Force Awakens, I was like, oh, but the old ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, and uh, Moana, uh, uh, passing $400 million globally mm-hmm. after a 21.3 offshore weekend. Uh, notably, in New Zealand, the Polynesian na- Navigator sailed to the second best opening ever for a Disney animation or Pixar release. Hmm. Uh, Liongate also uh, had a little uh, action with La La Land, which took an, uh, an early total of 27.8, with uh, 17.7 coming from, from Korea after four weeks. And Universal Sing, as expected, has crossed the $100 million mark offshore for a total of $105 million. Mm-hmm. And as the movie we've been talking about many times <laughs> here on Box Office Breakdown, in China, The Great Wall, that's right, Matthew, da- uh, Matthew Damon, I call him Matthew Damon for some reason, using his full name, Matthew yes, Damon, you know. uh, that great action adventure that he's got coming out, can't wait to see that, uh, is approaching $150 million as it begins spreading out over the over hmm. China and surrounding territories. And Hacksaw Ridge got an, uh, another uh, some more box office gold in there, so it's a little bit under fifty three million. And the arrival, the uh, the film that Carrie Lane did not really enjoy that much, no, uh, has has Still finally crossed no. a hundred and fifty million mark worldwide after its second week in international release. And Passengers finally is getting uh, is eyeing a fifty five to sixty million dollar total through the weekend abroad. You know, and then there's some movies I've definitely had where. I've liked them maybe later after I've let it, like, sit, how I feel about it. Like, maybe when I saw it, I was like, it's okay. And then I think about it later and I reference it. I'm like, okay, it's actually probably better than I first thought it was. Oh, okay. So I was just, nope, Arrival still, meh. No. <laughs> but it's funny, like, seeing people post on my Facebook wall, they're like, oh, my gosh, I saw it and I really liked it. And I'm like, I thought it was meh. I, I, I mean, I, I liked it more than you did, but still... You know, as not we talked ama- about before, yeah, not blown away. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just when you when you feel like you're ah. ahead of the audience, it kind of disappoints. Thank you, chat. That's a good way to put it. Force Awakens was fun, and Rogue One was intriguing. I agree uh, with that. Yes. Ro- and uh, Alvin uh, says Rogue One was definitely the first Star Wars movie where I felt the war part. For yes, sure. that's a good point. That's a, like th- they're good in their own right for sure. Uh, it's just one of those like. There's a difference too between like a good movie and then like the how much are you going to rewatch it and how you're going to feel after. You know, so yeah. visually, um, I really liked a lot of stuff that uh, Ryan Johnson did with that. Just in terms of like that, when the Death Star uh, comes down and just shoots down uh, the first uh, city that they're on, yes, right just the destruction that that causes, oh. just so well realized. I thought, yeah. Uh, actually, thinking of a random other movie thing, I saw the play Amelie, which I loved it, loved it. If you get a chance, you should see it if you're in Los Angeles, and if it's go- it's going to Broadway, guys, so you can see it later. Um, but Amelie's one of my favorite movies, and I felt they did a really good adaptation to, ch- to stage because it became a musical, and they changed up certain things that you go, 
yeah, that wouldn't really work, or it didn't move the story forward. Like, it really was the thing where I'm like, oh, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie, and they didn't put it because it, it doesn't really drive the narrative. Yeah. Or it just wouldn't translate to a stage versus in a film. I, uh, yeah, it just doesn't play the same way. But otherwise, I was like, oh, my gosh. It's, like, super fun to see it in another medium and change it up a little bit. Oh, very it's a side, rather random thing that's going on out there. So you're hoping for Rogue One to play? That's no. What you're saying. <laughs> but it's it's interesting when uh, just seeing stories from different angles. Well, people like read the books or read the comics, and like it's it's the same medium or the same thing you like, but in different mediums that you get to enjoy. Yeah, and it's cool to see how people uh, how it's interpreted for different mediums yes. to try to you know uh, use the strengths of that medium to yeah. its full potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we've only got, in terms of we always do like the box office bet, that's still continuing here in 2017, guys. Uh, we're excited to be doing this box office bet every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, we're not going to really rely on you to uh, vote this week because there's only one film coming out in wide release. Woo-hoo! And that is Underworld Blood Wars. Yes. yes. I'm excited. Then I I'm playing am. a marathon all the old ones and catch up. <laughs> uh, I, well, we'll get to that in just a second about my feelings about Underworld. Oh, okay. Uh, but as always, we like to do a little uh, box office of, of an actor that's starring in a film that's coming mm-hmm. out this uh, coming week. Week. And mm. as we're talking about Underworld, of course, you've got to talk about the lovely and talented Kate Beckinsale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to do a quick little look back at uh, top five Kate Beckinsale box office movies. Coming in at number five, Contraband, the Mark Wahlberg picture from Universal. $66.5 million in its opening weekend there. Uh, came out, uh, yeah, so came out in 2012. I did not see that. I'm uh, looking at this list, and I'm like, wow, I haven't seen a lot of her movies. It's No, well, top five. Money earning ones. Well, yeah. Let's go that way. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of a very a, a very middling Mark Wahlberg film. So, and Giovanna Ribisi is just uh, irritating in that film. Uh, coming in number four, Underworld Awakening came out also in 2012, uh-huh. uh, 62.3 million dollars. So look at. Uh, oh, excuse I did me. It's see o- that it, one. It's actually. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's uh, opening weekend was 25.3 million dollars. So that's a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, realistic. Uh, you didn't see Underworld Awakening? No, I was joking. I said I did uh, see that one. Yes. Okay. I didn't see Total Recall. I saw the original Total Recall, but not that one. I, uh, uh, I three, wanted to. I just never got around it. It's certainly. Uh, it's a way different take, and I guess mm-hmm. probably more closer to the the source material. Okay. And the way that it interprets that. So yeah, that's her number three film, Total Recall. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell's uh, taking over the role of Arnold Schwarzenegger. That opened up at twenty five point mm-hmm. five million dollars back in two thousand twelve. Man, two thousand twelve was really Kate Beckinsale's year. Man, she was apparently cool. busy. <laughs> yes, uh, number four, Love and Friendship from two thousand sixteen, uh, hundred and thirty three point uh, five million. One? Yeah. I don't remember that one at all. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that one either. Nope. And uh, final one, uh, the Disappointments Room. Mm-hmm. Oh, not someone mentioned Van Helsing, but I was like, that's not in top five, but I like that one. Nah. <laughs> it's another one that's like, okay, there's plenty of bad movies that I like, quote unquote, bad, but I enjoy them. It's a difference of like good movie, but you enjoy it, and a good movie that you don't enjoy. But man, I wanted to love Van Helsing so much, and I was so too like, campy for you. It was too campy. It's oh, like, yeah. so fun. Because I feel like you know, Stephen Summers, he does the same thing with the Mummy. I feel like the Mummy is a movie I should really enjoy. Yeah. But uh, it, it was just, there's too much camp in there. That it Fair just, enough. Ugh, it just soured it to me just enough where I'm just like, oh, this is not what I want. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. But the, see, that's one where I can, I can go, I totally understand why, though. I wouldn't yeah. argue to be like, well, no, it's not. I'd be like, no, it's campy and either you like it or you don't. Yeah. Okay, I saw that movie in the theater with my ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And her big beef was when the werewolf goes to tackle him off the cliff and he moves. And then the werewolf falls in the water. She's like, oh, that was way too long before you heard the splash. 
was like, this is a movie with werewolves, vampires, and Frankensteins, <laughs> and that is your big critique. Too long before we heard the splash. <laughs> it's a big cliff. It's a blooper. That's true. There's a, there, that was like the Jurassic Park cliff blooper. There you go. Well, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, was it um, Chuck Jones from uh, Warner Brothers and the Looney Tunes? I, I always had to figure out what was the right amount of frames and seconds that it took for Wile E. Coyote to hit. If you're, I think it was like 21 seconds was the appropriate oh, wow. amount. Like two, okay. Yeah, if it was a little longer than that, it just didn't pay off. And if it was hmm. too short, it didn't quite pay off. So that was like they timed it out to like 21 seconds was the perfect amount. Very specific. Yeah, there you go. A comedy is a science, Gary. You know, yes. <laughs> Love and uh, friendship. You know, I, oh, Jane Austen limited release. Oh, okay. Oh, Thank you. Right. That was. Now that makes more sense. Uh, I feel like a lot of people in the chat are really loving just Kate Beckinsale more than the films that she's been mm-hmm. in. Uh, yeah, so as I, one person in the chat mentioned, she liked to see him paint and cut mm-hmm. grass. You can see Kate Beckinsale do things that. Uh, oh, and uh, uh, Nichols Random also has a question in the chat. Carrie, what do you think of the new Indiana Jones movie? I don't even think I've seen a trailer. No, I mean... Wait, I, there's another one? Well, they're, they're supposed to be doing one more with Harrison Ford, uh, and then we'll see what now, happens see, after that. Now, see, that's one where, like, different... Me, it's not really a... Yeah, kind of different medium. I loved Young Indiana Jones. Because, see, that's something where you're taking a concept that you know and you like, and you're putting on a TV show versus a film, and it was a great way to continue on with this character you know and love. Yeah. So that was a good, like didn't matter like same actors because you're like no it's him as a young man so it's fine actually they did him as a like a really young like 10 or 12 or something and then like as a young 20s oh it's trump he was Flanner. really cute yeah and that no there i felt like that, that was a series where i enjoyed less of the really young one and i enjoyed more of the sean patrick flattery yeah. that kind of age well, i thought that was more to do yeah because he'd be he could be more proactive sure yeah. yes he can't do as much when he's a little kid um, but the Mummy trailer, you know what? When I went and looked back, I could not find the version where Tom Cruise is screaming and sounds as stupid as it did the first time I heard it. They, feel did like we they, talk about this? Yeah, they feel like they kind of went and Yeah, I think it? they changed it. Because <laughs> when I was in theaters, I was like, that's not the version I watched. And then, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the, like the first new Mummy trailer, Tom Cruise's scream is like, ah, ah, ah. And it like keeps going. And you're like, that's, it's way louder than that. I don't want to blow out the mic. Uh, but it's it's just so lame that I laughed. And then when I went and, look, and looked at it again, I'm like, it's not the. It doesn't sound the same. I, I but I wonder if enough people said something that they like re-release it. I don't know. You got to figure like Tom Cruise's uh, people are on that social media. And, like they Whoa. could. They're like, They're oh, that's that? a bad, nope, bad image. People are laughing at him. Because I, I think I remember that. that oh yeah, see somebody else in the chat. The screaming was horrible. It was bad. Did you see the trailer? I did. That part? It, Do you remember the thing I'm talking about though? Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like there, there's been people that have taken that and uh, used that scream in other things. Oh So I yeah. got to look that up. I remember, and I didn't watch any of those, but they used that scream in other ones. I bet. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's so bad. <laughs> I mean, I understand I'm screaming. That's fine. But, like, it just keep it. You're like, no, it, it, it was weird. It was bad. That, that maybe is a bad moment, a bad direction. Yes. Be like, well, let's take it back. Don't do that. Uh, speaking of trailers real quick before we get into yes. next week's box office predictions. Mm. Uh, Alien Covenant. <sighs> Same effing problem I had with Prometheus. I'm going to go on Alien Planet. I'm going to touch shit, and I'm not going to have a hazmat suit on. No. Automatic. No. I have, like, you guys are the worst scientists in the universe. (laughs) I, I, on Earth, if I have to go touch something that I don't know what that substance is, I'm wearing at least some form of glove and uh, a mask of some sort if it's uh, near any inhaling uh, 
for, particles or anything like that. And they're on an alien planet. You don't, and unless they kind of go, hey, we've been here a bunch, so we know it's safe. But if it's a new place and they're not wearing, like, a hazmat kind of no nothing getting in suit, I'm just like, I, that tunes me out so much. So even if you were on a spaceship and you landed on a planet and all the environmental factors said it's very much like an Earth-based environment, would you be comfortable walking out just... Not right away, no. no still, you go Even on if it goes... I, I love the, it's oxygen, let's take our mask off. <laughs> but you see in the trailer, there's stuff like, no, no. Nope. Not if you're brand new exploring it. Mm-mm. Uh, it looks, you know, I will say like Prometheus, that movie bugs me to no end, but yet the, oh, visually, it is beautifully shot at point. And I feel like that just keeps making me want to go back and watch it, even though I get so angry at some of the mm-hmm. dumb story and directing choices in there. Like the, what just... happens with Charlize Theron at the end where she just gets squashed like a cartoon character? So dumb. That was pretty dumb. Yeah. Oh. I think the only part I liked is when uh, she does the surgery on herself to get the alien out. That was like the, oh, my God. Like I was yeah. squirming and just like, ah. But, yeah, the – and it's, you see it in the trailer for the new one, the same exact like – Yeah, Billy Crudup looking at like, hey, this thing's opening up. Let me put my face uh, on it. Nope. No. Yeah. Same stupid thing. It's like, let's touch things and go places and they don't know anything about it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's why I'm just like, no. I mean, I'm no scientist, but I've worked with, like, hazardous materials enough to know, like, you got to wear gear. And that's on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and certainly in the trailers, I remember uh, playing up the Michael Fassbender parts. But we haven't seen much of, uh, we haven't seen anything so far, even though she, we know that she's back. Uh, and uh, no- Noemi Rapace? Am I, am I saying her name correctly? Uh, girl drawing a tattoo? Yes. Girl? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I say her name. But uh, mm-hmm. yes. But so far we haven't yes. heard, seen any hint about what she's up to in this. <laughs> Prometheus School of Running Away Things. Yes, Running Away. Yeah. Oh, so terrible. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, and I agree with you. The part where, yeah, the, those two yeah. dum-dums in, in the tunnel touch that little pod <sighs> popping out of the water. Like, why? why? Actually, Life? Is that a new sci-fi one? It's called Life? Life? Live. Uh, okay, guys, I don't remember the name. There's another new sci-fi one where um, <laughs> someone said, Kirk never practiced safe alien sex, and he turned out, okay, well, that's a mm. very not scientific show. But um, uh, it, there's a new one I want to call, I want to say it's like Life or something like that, and uh, they are in a space station. It's multiple people from different countries, and same thing. They're, they've grown a life, or there's a life, and the guy does the finger, and oh. it goes bad. And you're just like, ah, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah, why do science movies have to give bad reps to scientists? I know, right? It's just, oh, no, it's not the, it's a short, it's like one word. Um, sci-fi movies and horror movies. I, I like, I would rather you try the logical choice, and it just goes horribly wrong. Yes. But if you just have the, I'm going to do the stupid thing, and then that's, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Life with Ryan Reynolds. Thank you. I was like, it's Life, Life. Yeah, thank you. It's called Life. And just watching that trailer, too, I'm just so frustrated just by the basic first concept of it that I'm like, oh. But that's one of those, like, oh, that's all your fault because you did that. Now the whole movie, but yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I just want people to uh, just write them at the top of their intelligence. That's Try, all we ask. yes. Try to do the right thing, and if it doesn't work, that's fine. You at least tried. Yes. Yes, but anyway. Uh, so, uh, in a moment, we're going to do our box office bet on uh, Underworld mm-hmm. Blood Wars. But before we do that, we're going to pick our top five for next week's box office. Of course, oh, yes. with only one mm-hmm. film in the running, uh, right? Underworld box, uh, Blood Wars. 
and, and just to give you a, a little uh, context there, the uh, the, the uh, Underworld films, the uh, the first one did twenty one million in its opening weekend. Okay. The second did twenty five, and the third did twenty six. Okay, so it's a good solid, just under thirty. Yeah. And what was it, what was it, what year did the last one come out? Uh, last one came out in oh uh, wait actually, no I'm sorry the uh, the second one did uh, twenty six million the third one did twenty five and they came out in two thousand twelve. Okay, so, so like been, five years ago. It's been yeah about five years since the last one. Okay, but okay here's the thing we've talked about guys of um uh what about like um you're saying franchises coming back and you're like who who wanted the sequel so this one it's a franchise by now this one and Resident Evil which Resident Evil they're like the last one and then they have another and you're like that's yeah. not the last one so for this one though I don't mind that it's been five years to make another one I'm like sure I like the franchise I'll go watch it and there were six years between the uh, second and third oh okay then and they've already established big gaps of time yeah and so it was only about a million less in the box office that yeah. first opening weekend so I mean it seems like there is a it loyal fan well. base for this yeah Definitely. So, given that, what mm. do you think next week's top five is going to look like, Carrie Lane? Oh. All right. Uh, uh, I think, well, Rogue One's numbers are so high, I I think it will stay up there. Uh, as number, Rogue One will be one. Mm, let's do, okay, because I like doing curveballs. Let's put Underworld is two, Sing is three, Passengers four, and Moana five. Interesting. Okay. Just because it's like, well, if you look at Sing going down 50%, because it's roughly down 50%, that it's at 42, half off of that is like around 20-something. Yeah. So if Underworld does at least 25, it puts it at number two. I can see so it. Maybe. Yeah, it's maybe. Uh, And given that it's track record, so yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't, uh, especially January, and there's other ones came out in January as well, so pretty good kind of sample size yeah. about how it could do. So, yeah, I think I'll go with you, Rogue One. Uh, I'm going to go with Underworld number two as well. Mm. Sing. I'm going to say Moana stays ahead and Passengers drops down. Mm. So, boom, 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 boom. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, Oh, you think Moana will go above Passengers? I think so. I think Passengers just doesn't have, I don't know. Can I change? I'm like, I actually think about it. I'm like, I think you're right. Oh, all right. Look at that. I'll go back. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I'm like, yeah, Rogue One, then Underworld, then Sing, then Moana, then Passengers. Okay, so that is what we think. And now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we're going to do our box office bet on Underworld Blood Wars. We've talked about it enough. Let's bet on it. Of course, the box office bet works. So we're gonna, Carrie and I will mm. both bet on what we think I the know. opening <laughs> Now we gross. both think number two. So. Yes. <laughs> we'll right, be for Underworld Blood Wars. Uh, the person closest to the actual gross uh, gets to brag about how awesome they are, their prognostication skills. And, of course, the person farthest away will have to go see Underworld Blood Wars and tell us all oh. about it. Is Hidden Figures next week? Uh, it, it's, a week after. It's already been kind of in limited release, and now it's going wide. When? I thought it was January 6th. Uh, oh, then yeah, shouldn't that be on the... But it's already been it's already been out. So oh, it's not the same. Yeah. I do want to see that one. Yes, that looks oh, good. Oh, actually, you know what? I think that might make it onto top five. Hidden figures. No. No? I don't think so. Okay, I think that is going to be an honorable mention that either will make it on there or will be close. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because it looks really good. Good people. So. Okay, uh... All right, we figure they've... Okay, fine. Um, we figure it's been around. Right? Yeah, anywhere I'm from like, the 21 mm. to $26 million box office range. So what do you think? It's been five years? Is the fan base still so loyal? It's, always, it's been around like 24 to 27. Yeah. 21 for the first one, 25 for the third, and 26 for the second. So a slight dip. 
but not much. Pretty negligible when you think about it. I feel they've been advertising a long time, though, too. Yeah. That helps. That's true. Uh, I... Uh... Right? Uh, yes. Well, okay. I, I'm... Back to my top five. I feel if Passengers is out, I'd put Hidden Figures there. Oh, oh I did okay. Hidden, I did Passengers five. I changed my mind. I want Hidden Figures to be five. Okay. I want it to be five. All right. At least. All right, I got my number. Okay. Uh, oh, all right. Uh, are you ready? Carrie Lane, what do you got? 26. Oh! I decided to match my boy Star Drew. We both did 22. 22 and 26. I... Star Drew and I, man, we're thinking alike. I like where we're heading there, Star okay. Drew. Yes. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of a difference here. Yeah. We're going to see. Uh, no, no room to hide in mm-hmm. the box office bet with only two people doing it. So you got to be on your game in that. This is, this is real It's only stakes. one movie, so. <laughs> anyway, I guess we both want to see it. So. Well, what was he? Actually, random, sorry, guys, rewind of a thing of, uh, I finally saw X-Men Apocalypse. I wanted to say that. I literally watched it today. And I like that they have a reference to Star Wars in the movie because they go to watch Return of the Jedi and talking about this Star Wars franchise. <laughs> and I thought, they're like, oh, the third one we could all agree is not as good. I'm like, oh, I love Return of the Jedi because the Ewoks. Yeah, so, and a nice I mean, little subtle on. dig at Brett Ratner um, and his third X-Men film. Yeah, it was, okay, I didn't hate it. Uh, I had no expectations by now. I was just like, oh, I haven't watched that one yet. Um, they definitely introduce so much people and give no depth. It's one of those, do you like them or not, right away. Um, I think, in general, I think Apocalypse is a very weak villain in terms of, like, I don't care uh, his motives or anything like that. Like, I want a villain where I can go, oh, I understand, and, like, that makes sense. And this one, I'm just like, I don't care, I don't care. So I'm like, "Mm, no. I want to know why Olivia Munn took this role as Psylocke in this film because she is absolutely wasted in this movie. Yeah, that character could have done much more. Um, she barely says anything. Yeah, I was like no lines yeah. and and then at the end she kind of just kind slinks of co- away. Fighting, she wants to be a superhero. That a wasted role, a, a absolutely wasted role. Yeah. They did nothing with Jubilee her. too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we get like see one shot with her wearing her yellow, uh, yeah. blowing a bubble, wearing her yellow yeah. raincoat, and that's it. It was. I felt it was just. Okay, I'm glad I saw it. Of like, all right, now I've seen it, um, and there were moments I like, but otherwise it was just like, all right. I yeah, I would actually really love for the their X-Men blooper franchise. reel though on the DVD is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Random <laughs> side note. Oh boy, uh, I, I would hope like after after Logan's done, they just mm-hmm. do a hard reboot on the X. Oh, I'm universe. excited for Logan though. Logan looks really cool. Yes, that does look. But good. Just give me a hard reboot and let's just start yeah, this well, over some, from scratch. Somebody was saying in the chat that they're doing another. One again, but uh, yeah, her like taking place stop. in the 90s. Oh, which just stop, oof. stop, just re- or I'd rather bring back other things that we haven't really done shows of. Oh, Spider Man Homecomings, I'm excited for that one. Man, I'll, you had that me. trailer, I was like, <gasps> so excited when he has the uh, the webs underneath his armpits. You had me at that second. I don't care about the rest of the uh, movie. I'm, I'm so I like down the for this. suit, and he taps the thing and it falls off. I was yep. like, yes. Oh. It just looks. He's, I am one of those people. I forget who was saying it. Maybe somebody on my Facebook or something like that. But at first they were like, mm, when he was in the Civil War, of just like ah, I don't know about that guy being Spider Man. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, he's perfect. I was the same way at first. I just was like, oh, I don't know. And then I was like, dude, he's spot on. Yes, and it just, just I like feels Kevin right. Him. He's in the Marvel Universe. I yeah. love it. I love it. Oh, there you go. A lot of people in the chat room, no more X-Men reboots. I agree. There's tons of comics out there. So many that it's just like, 
ah, just do another. And there's multiple X Men. They should make a reboot into a live action movie. <laughs> Have neither of you seen reboot? No, no, I, I know was Dan like, DeDio. No. Uh, who's the? No. Uh, it was a cartoon. In the 90s. Yes, Dan Dio, who's the head of DC Comics right now, worked on that. Where, like, the games would come in. No? I don't think Carrie? I know. How do you not know about Carrie? I might need to look it up and see the you picture go, of it and yeah. be like, oh, yeah, that. As soon as you see Enzo, you'd be like, oh, that show. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, yes. Yes. Okay. That'd be cool. Sorry. <laughs> I remember it now. It's like the thing of, like, I don't mean to interrupt. I just randomly remember things and get very excited. That, that was one of those moments. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, like, other than Deadpool, I just, like... Just give all the other Marvel characters back to Marvel and let them do it. Or at least do Just do a new one. Like, um, someone in the chat mentioned Runaways. I've read the beginning of that. Like, that was That's a good one. That's a really one. good series. Uh, X-Force. Some people were mentioning that. I did hear they're bringing Cable in, so... But, like... Yeah, but it's all... Just do, do it different. I have such a low thing. threshold for trust with Fox, because they've done so many oh, bad yeah. superhero movies. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're Fantastic Four series. Ugh, man. Yeah, there you go. Ugh, yeah. I need to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is anyway. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at that. That's gonna bring us to the end of this episode. What? Look at the first box office breakdown of 2017. We did it, Carrie. Where's our champagne? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> uh, and with the new year, there are, is one new change for the show. We are now gonna move to Sunday nights. So uh, one day sooner, you're gonna get that box office mm-hmm. prognostication mm-hmm. that you that you hunger for. Right. So it'll be Sunday nights, same time. So 10 p.m. Pacific time, same mm-hmm. time, but just that one day sooner for all your box office needs. You can find us right here. And as always, folks. Thanks for joining in the chat. We'd love to hear your comments. It was mm-hmm. great to be able to have you guys back interacting with us after the long holiday break. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. And if you want to continue the conversation with us or give us a hard time about our top ten choices and why we didn't come up with that idea ourselves, uh, where can they find you? Yes, I will bring my top five for the year next week. I need to write them all down because <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember what I saw. Uh, yes, guys, you can find me online at Carrie Dealing. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, we'll see you next week, mm-hmm. Sunday night, 10 p.m., for another episode of Box Office Breakdown here on Popcorn Talk. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.